The following is part one of our Patreon-exclusive Halloween special, Call of Cthulhu Do. To listen to the rest, go to patreon.com slash dndarkpodcast and sign up for only five bucks a month. Call of Cthulhu Do is an absurd, over-the-top comedy horror mystery intended for older audiences. Content warnings can be found in the episode descriptions. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the Hex When you hear something go bump in the night Or you swear you're being watched by disembodied eyes And you're not sure if you can make it out alive You gotta decide to run or fight for your life Hello and welcome to Call of Cthulhu Do, a comedy horror mystery podcast loosely based on Call of Cthulhu 7th edition and starring everyone's favorite meddling kids and their dumb dog. I'm Danger Dangers, and I am your Crypt Keeper of Arcane Lore. Now, what we are basically going to be jumping into here, we will be playing in the Call of Cthulhu system. I will explain the rules as relevant, but this is a horror and mystery-centric TTRPG system where everyone will be playing as Mystery Incorporated. So without further ado, like any good episode of Scooby-Doo, let's jump to our cold open. The year is 1969. Yes, haha, funny sex number. <laughs> nice. It is a cold, quiet night in the town of Coolsville, Ohio. A factory worker, worn down from a long day at his shift, shambles his way back into his house, opens the door, and collapses down onto his couch, complaining about a splitting headache. His wife pokes her head in from the other room, asks about the day he's had, and he grumbles a bit about how tired he is, about the crunch time that they're under, about how hard they are working to try to meet their deadline. As he is clutching at his head, that is throbbing and pulsing, and his wife can sense his discomfort, so she offers to bring him in some food. As he turns on his television set, the screen opens up to a very sparse set as a man in a suit and tie walks up front and center and says, Hello there. My name is Scott Davis, CEO of Davis Delights, and I'm here to present all you pet owners with a very special treat. But first, let me introduce you to my dog, Sammy. Say, hello, Sammy. Hello, Sammy. <laughs> Not what I meant, but that'll do, Sammy. Now, if your dog is a good boy, then the leading bargain brand of dog treat will probably do just fine. But if you want your dog to really feel special, then they deserve a taste of our brand new retro Sammy surprise. Isn't that right, Sammy? That's right! Good boy, get good treats! Am I a good boy? Am I a good boy? <laughs> no, Sammy. You're something even better. Other dogs are good boys. But you, you're a Great Dane. And you deserve to be treated like an even greater Dane. And this man on the TV begins to get out a box of dog treats. And meanwhile, in the living room, this factory worker falls forward, flat on his face, convulsing, clutching at his head in agony as the sides of his scalp 
begin to slough down. His eyes begin to displace, and he begins to scream, racked with pain. His wife runs inside to see what the commotion is all about, drops the clatter of food, and panics and screams as she sees everything about her husband is becoming malformed, is becoming warped and twisted. His facial features are no longer in the correct place. His skin is getting cold and pallid and clammy and pale. And he looks up to her with a wail as it cuts back to the TV screen and you see this Great Dane chowing down on this box of dog treats, saying, Oh boy, scrumptious, sweet vanilla that tastes the way an epiphany feels. Only the finest for this man's best friend and a splatter of blood and viscera splashes across the TV set. And if you want to treat your good boy like an even greater Dane, then buy our brand new Sammy's Surprise at all major grocers near you. You can't have just one! And now, we cut to a psychedelic, green and blue, beflowered van the mystery machine rolling its way back in to the hometown of Coolsville, Ohio, that all of its residents have not been to in quite some time as they've been going on their cross-country adventures, investigating various mysteries, checking out different culinary delights, but they're heading back to their old stomping ground of Coolsville on a summons from Mayor Fay that is urging them to return to town quickly because of an incident that has popped up at the Snacks Corp Corporation. As you all are pulling in to Coolsville, you're stopping to refresh your supply of Scooby Snacks, so you're making your way into the grocery store. So let's take a moment right now to have each of you introduce yourselves and which member of the team you are. Hey everyone, I'm Ben Magnet, and I play the lovable Shaggy Rogers. I was born at Crystal Cove, my occupation is an animals trainer, and I grew up in Coolsville, that's where I'm from. So, uh, like, yo man, I'm ready to solve some mysteries and eat some snacks! And if anyone who's a diehard Scooby-Doo fan out there, I apologize for the bad accent and the bad Shaggy impression that I will be doing this entire game. Oh, Just yeah. warning y'all right Ben, now. do you really think our listeners would not excuse that after sitting through the entirety of D&D? <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. <laughs> My name is Jordan, and I'm playing Ruby, 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 Rue. I'm so sorry. I will try and speak as little as possible. But yes, I once again am playing the dog of the group that is slightly in denial about being a dog. Instead of playing a were dog, I'm playing a rog were. And Scooby is... If inspiration were a thing in this system, I would give it to you. <laughs> Thank you. It's a terrible joke, <laughs> but I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, so in the Call of Cthulhu system, my occupation is stuntman. Residence Coolsville, age 20. I had to ask Dan, is that in dog years? Because... <laughs> yes, like, it is the dog equivalent of being 20. Because <laughs> I was like, if that's people years, I should be dead five years ago. <laughs> but yeah... I have no idea what this is going to be like. I'm going to also try my best with uh, Scooby here. So as Shaggy and Scooby are walking in 
to the grocery store. I'm going to turn it over to you to do whatever antics you guys want to do to establish yourselves before moving on to some of the other characters. <laughs> so I instantly imagine like me and Scooby coming out with two shopping carts. Like we're both pushing them and they are just comically piled high. Like the bone in ham, vegetables, bread, chips, all sorts of like general food. But it's like a mountain, like those comically <laughs> high mountains of food you see in cartoons. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And we're just like going back. It's like just filled with food. And we're just like pushing our carts back to the mystery machine. And I look over to Scooby. He's like, like, Scoob, I think we need to make another trip back. I don't think this is enough food, man. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I like to imagine every time, uh, every time you put something into your cart, I put it also into my cart. Do you steal it from his cart to put into yours? Absolutely. <laughs> And then as soon as we bring the carts up to check them out, Shaggy turns around and the carts are empty. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, Scoob, what'd you do that for, man? <laughs> hey, that was pretty good. That was very good. Thank you. <laughs> as you are piling the carts high with food and as you're making your way around the grocery store, you get to the aisle where the Scooby snacks should be. And the aisle is empty. Uh-huh. There is some signage on the dog treat aisle. That is an apology for being temporarily out of stock since production on Scooby Snacks has been temporarily put on hold as a result of an incident at the Snacks Corp production factory. When I read that sign, essentially just like camera cut to like people just like doing, you know, just like going about their day, checking out, you hear that beep. Beep. And then out of nowhere, you just hear the loudest Zoinks that anyone has ever heard. <laughs> that Zoinks reverberates throughout the entirety of Coolsville. <laughs> you hear it echo off the mountains. Just Zoinks, 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 Zoinks. <laughs> and an underpaid, overworked, acneed teenager runs in to see what the problem is and sees the two of you panicking over the lack of dog treats. I rush over to him. I just grab my shoulders like, Scooby Snacks, man! Where are they, ah, man? Uh, if, you could just, if you could just be patient, we're we're out of stock. We're, we will be getting a, a refilled shipment in two days. Um, the, the Scooby Snacks, there's something that went down at the Scooby Snacks factory. They're, they're, they're out of production for a little while, but, but we will be getting some Sammy surprise boxes that should be filling their place. So if you want to just come back in a couple of days, we can get you the, we can get you the other brand. Man, have you ever tried those? Those taste like salty crackers <laughs> dipped in dirt. <laughs> Why would I try them? They're dog treats. I look over to Scooby. He's like, Scoop, like we gotta go to the mystery scene right now, man. This is an emergency. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I think at that point we'll have the rest of the group make their way into the grocery store. Hi, everyone. I'm Aaron. I'll be playing Fred Jones, the intrepid leader of our mystery-solving gang. My gaming occupation is taxi driver. Uh, I'm going to amend that to van driver. Yeah. Obviously. (laughs) Uh, And I'm just excited to be here, y'all. Yeah! Yeah! I would like to walk in, see Shaggy throttling the uh, employee and ask, Hey, what's what's the trouble here, gang? We're out of ruby racks. Look, Fred, there's no snacks. No Scooby snacks to be found. Well, are there any other kinds of treats? No. No. There's no other treats. Only, Only Scooby snacks. snacks. Oh, dear. <laughs> 
I'm sorry, guys. The, the demand was really high, and so we sold out of everything that we had. We'll be In two days, we'll be getting our new shipment of Sammy Surprise to fill their place. You can come back then. And I, I don't know. I haven't eaten any of them because I'm a person. <laughs> I don't eat dog sacks, so I, I don't know what your deal is, but I'm sure it's fine. Have you never had to be like persuaded to solve a mystery? That is an excellent question. <laughs> really? Because <laughs> that feels like something that should be rolled for. I'm just going to roll history. Yeah, and as you're doing that, Scooby falls into Fred's arms, just gaunt in the face. I can't make it two days. I need my Ruby Rex. And just a little spirit, like, flies out of his mouth. Oh, man, I get scoops of food. So I go and I just, like, rush over to the deli and I order a sandwich. You know, classic <laughs> Scooby-Doo sandwiches just to get Scooby like some food. Like three stories high. When you bring it over, his just jaw unhinges and he eats the whole thing in one bite. Rinky Raggy. You know, man, this is making me hungry, too. And I pull out my own, like, three-story football <laughs> sandwich and I do the exact same thing. He rolled a 50 on a 40 stat. To explain really quickly for the listeners who are unfamiliar with the Call of Cthulhu system, everything we make is with a D100. We are trying to roll below a certain threshold. We have a percentage chance of success. So the threshold for success with this worker was 40%, and I rolled a 50. So that would be a failure on his part. So on that note, the employee of this grocery store... It's been long enough that Mystery Incorporated has been gone from the town that this particular teen never really had any run-ins with them, and so is kind of new to the whole mystery-solving thing. That being said, as a consequence of that, he's going to see the horrific food-fueled ingestion chaos that is happening with Shaggy and Scooby and is going to make a sanity check. <laughs> Plot twist, we're the eldritch monsters here. <laughs> I was just going to say, with Fred's one question, he killed someone already. So to explain how sanity works in this system, it is effectively a secondary health pool. Anytime any of the players encounter something particularly traumatizing, they will have to roll to maintain their sanity. If at any point they lose five or more points of sanity from a single event, then they will have to roll to not go temporarily insane. If over the course of the game, a player loses a fifth of their total sanity or more, then no roll, they go indefinitely insane. And if a player loses all of their sanity, then they are removed from the game as they are effectively so overwhelmed and so traumatized that they shut down and need to be removed from the situation to get immediate intense psychiatric care. So for this grocery clerk sanity roll, that was a 57 on a 45. No! So that is also a fail. Oh, so he no. is going to lose <laughs> 1d6 sanity. Oh no! He only lost two. Okay, okay. Fred, you monster. <laughs> so he is horrified and backing away. And he steps right back into... Hello, I'm Grayson, and I will be playing our librarian, Velma Dinkley. <laughs> I'm just going to roll for sanity right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's, it's going to be rough. <laughs> that actually, you did a better job than I was expecting, yeah, was so good. good on you. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll take it. Jinkies, what seems to be the problem here? So this teenager backs up directly into you as you say that, 
and exasperatedly says, Are you with them? Uh, by them, you mean those two over there? And pointing, of course, to Scooby and Shaggy. Chowing down on sandwiches. <laughs> All three of them. Hi, Velma. This guy's never solved a mystery. <laughs> oh, hi, Fred. Maybe we should take him along with one of our mysteries. Dolly, that sounds fun. <laughs> Um, um, I, well, <laughs> well, you see, I, uh, I, I just got called to the back to, to solve an inventory thing. So I, I'm going to be Rolf? not here. Bye. <laughs> I was going to say, is this how we kidnap a man? <laughs> Later, friend. He's going to run away. Velma, I need you to make just a straight luck roll. <laughs> okay. Uh, is that with the d100 yes so you will roll a d100 you will compare it to your luck stat yeah and you want to roll equal to or lower than that number oh jeez! not a lucky lady <laughs> definitely not that looks like a 66 and my luck was 40 Oof. oh so that is a fail yeah so as this employee runs his way out of here he bumps into you and your glasses come flying no. off he makes his way to the back, running around our final investigator, making their way inside. Hi, my name is Daniel Cruz, and I am hesitant to do voice <laughs> do for my it, character. Do, um, it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Because I'm playing Daphne Blake, Jeepers. <laughs> Yay. That's good. I'll take solid, it. Solid, solid. So Daphne walks into the store and she's got the powder puff. She's powdering her cheeks, getting the last little bit of her makeup on because she's coming back to Coolsville, right? She's got to look her best. I forgot to mention her occupation is a uh, denitant, which I had to look up what that means. <laughs> it basically means I'm a rich art snob. Yeah. My job is I'm rich. <laughs> Sounds right. You are a professional millionaire. That's, that's exactly what Daphne is. So Daphne comes in, she's powdering her cheeks. She's like, um, Shaggy, were you able to find the... And she just watches the chaos that is unfolding around her team. <laughs> Snacks. Roll. Like, no, man. You see the shells? There's no Scooby Snacks. This must be the reason why we can't we're going to come back. She takes a deep breath, tries to keep her composure. She's, she's, she's the rich one. She's the sophisticated one. She's old money, definitely old money. So she's got that. <sighs> Uh, Daphne, please do watch your step. I seem to have lost my glasses. We're going to look at the ground and look for Velma's glasses. <laughs> I'm still like trying to fan Scooby off even after we just had our sandwiches. And I assume Scooby is just like still and almost about to faint. Oh, yeah. So famished. All right, team. First mystery. Where are Velma's glasses? <laughs> <laughs> can I roll spot hidden? <laughs> yes, you can roll spot hidden yeah. for this one. <laughs> she can't be seen without her glasses. Uh, I got an 88 and my spot hidden is 25. 81 yeah. spot hidden is <laughs> 20. Yeah. No, wait, 50. Still fail. I mean, I'll totally roll too, but I just, I gotta find the stat. Yeah. As soon as you say the word mystery, we all just go into gear. <laughs> I was going to have you guys roll intelligence for this, but ooh, ooh, spot hidden is a way worse stat, so please, <laughs> spot hidden. Hey, man. No, no. Ah. Okay. Yeah, I'll roll. I'll totally roll. Let's do this. <laughs> I just like rolling. 84, baby! <laughs> Five minutes in, Velma can never find her glasses again. Uh, oh, oh my God. Oh, oh, forget all of you. Spot hidden, I rolled a 19. 
and I got a 30. Yeah! Hell yeah. Nice. All right, so as Daphne is making her way in and her feet are coming down dangerously close over where the glasses are, Fred, you are able to snatch them up in time and hand them back to her. All right, another one for the books. <laughs> and I'm going to pull out a little notebook and l- write down Velma's glasses with like a cool little question mark doodle and then check it off. <laughs> <laughs> but like above that one is Velma's glasses with a cool little question mark and a check mark. Above that is Velma's glasses with a cool little question mark and a check mark. And then above that is the last actual mistake. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, by any way, did anyone find my glasses? I, I can't see Oh, them. yeah. Golly, here you go. <laughs> I'm loving this. Uh, all right, so you have your glasses back. If you ever lose them permanently then any sight-related check will be a permanent, hard, or extreme difficulty for you. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's do this. We don't need that for a brainiac. So uh, Daphne's going to go over to Shaggy and Scooby. All right, boys, I know that you wanted your Scooby snacks, but she looks at the carts. I think you're okay on snacks. River. There's a difference, Daphne. That's food. We <laughs> snacks. <laughs> Red, we got a ristry to roll. Take whatever food you can up to the front. I'll pay for it. It's okay. We'll get this and we'll figure out what happened with the Scooby Snacks. Oh, we better, man. We need our Scooby Snacks. And I just go back. I take the cart and I just go around and like run through the store. Just grab a, just, you know, mountain of food. Because, you know, Daddy oh, says yeah. she paid for it, so I'm going ham. <laughs> pun intended. She kind of leans over to Fred. Can we fit all that in the van? <laughs> yes, we can, man. Okay. I don't think it's going to make it to the van, Daphne. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. point. When we go out, you see me, you see Shaggy with the chef's hat after after we paid for it. And I just like magically have a smoker and I'm barbecuing, I'm grilling cheeseburgers as I'm walking to the van. Just rolling the grill. (laughs) Pretty much. As you are rumbling around back and forth all across this grocery store, As soon as you stop moving, the rumbling continues as you look over your shoulder towards the front entrance and a limousine pulls up. And stepping out of it is a woman in a suit who looks very official and very, very small and with a stern, serious look on her face, marches her way inside, her feet moving very fast. (laughs) As she pushes open the doors, she sees the chaos and pandemonium that's going on sighs and says, well, it looks like Mystery Incorporated is back in town. And she makes her way over to Daphne, extends out a hand and says, Daphne, darling, it has been too long. I'm so glad that you got my message. Things are dire here, as I'm sure you've noticed. You can say that again, ma'am. Mayor Faye, of course, I read you. Daphne reaches out and shakes the mayor's hand. As soon as we heard that Coolsville had a mystery, we knew we had to be the ones to come and help you out. I drove here really fast. <laughs> I'm not saying it was illegal, but <laughs> the speed limit may not have been observed at all times. I don't need to know that, and I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. Thank you very much. Now, as I'm sure you've noticed, we are having a serious crisis with our Scooby Snack Production Factory. It is the town's major export, after all, and the thing that put us on the map. So while we are happy to have Scooby-Doo, our town mascot and the most famous celebrity to have ever walked the streets of Coolsville, Ohio, it is a pleasure to have you back, Mr. Doo. 
and she goes to shake your paw. Robert. <laughs> and I shake. <laughs> Feeling a little bit snubbed. <laughs> Rhyme a reverie. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there was an attack on the local factory nearby. And from what we can tell, what we were able to get from the security camera footage, that is a new invention after all, invented in this year, the year of 1969. (laughs) Very informative. (laughs) So the Snacks Corp Corporation has video surveillance footage that we've been able to scrub, and it looks like there was a strange monster that attacked the factory, and all of their recipes for Scooby Snacks have gone missing since then. Now there was, there did seem to be a little bit of a skirmish. There were a few people involved. We were able to identify a couple of witnesses that seemed to be local teenagers, Stacy Tires and Tyler Stately. <laughs> if you want to go investigate the scene of the crime, you can go to the Snacks Corp factory. We've left everything untouched. You can see the factory exactly as it was when everything went down. You can go talk to Stacy. She works at the local malt shop. You can go talk to Tyler and get his witness report on it. He's an Eagle Scout and is on a sleepaway field trip to the Coolsville Crater. You can, of course, also, if you need to follow up on anything, feel free to make use of the Coolsville Public Library. And you might have a little bit of difficulty getting in, but uh, our local newspaper, the National Exaggerator, also did some extensive coverage on it. I don't know how useful that information will be, but that is an option you can go down to. I want to go see Uncle Ed anyway. That's why Uncle, he owns the, the National Exaggerator oh, for the rest of the team. Oh, okay. So right, a little right. touch, touch of info for you. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, I'm going to roll a D20 real quick. Um, evens, I want to go to the malt shop. Odds, I want to go to the factory first. That is a 15. So Shaggy goes like, like, we should check out the factory, man. We got to ride in a rash. <laughs> I don't know if that was legible. It's fine. <laughs> find the snacks? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> With all that information, she goes, that's a lot. We'll be sure to follow up on all those leads. Um, I had a quick question about one of my friends here, my very, very good friend, um, Penelope Pitstop. <laughs> Have you heard anything? How's she been doing? Her face goes cold. And with a thousand yard stare, she says, yes, I saw her at my... Re-election gala. She seems to be doing quite well for herself. Um, If you need anything from any of her resources, they're just a phone call away. Feel free to use my private line. Oh, thank you very much, Mayor. We'll be sure to get to the bottom of this as soon as we can, and we'll get the Scooby Snack production up and running. (laughs) Daphne's so sus. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we've got two votes for going to the factory first and one for the National Exaggerator, correct? I vote going to the mystery. Yeah. So it sounds like we're all saying let's go to the factory. Let's go to the factory. All right, so you all hop into the mystery machine. Have to buy all the food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we got to flunk the money. Do, do, do I have to roll my credit rating for that or do I just buy it? You can just buy it. <laughs> you will deduct that from your cash. Your credit rating will come into play if you need to get a loan. Or if you need to convince some, if you're trying to haggle for anything. I'd be surprised. <laughs> hmm. I'm thinking it's like 200 max. I'm just going to say an even f- drop of an even 1,000 seems fine. What do you think, Dan? Ridiculous. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to have to do the math. <laughs> Daphne's like, whatever, round it up to an even thousand. <laughs> hey, for that poor um, clerk's yeah. therapy, he, he's going to need that. <laughs> 
Oh, and I think he said he wanted to go into a mystery with us. No, Velma, I don't think he did. So $200, okay, I can't get this the other way around. I was trying to see $200 in 1960 is the equivalent of about $2,000 now. Mm-hmm. Oh. But, let's see, okay. Um, if I, so that would be about 20 bucks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. So just deduct $20 from your money. Yeah, I'm not going to complain. So I have $49,980 left. <laughs> oh my, a fresh crisp 20. That's like more money I'll ever see in my life, man. <laughs> and it sends all of the employees in a frenzy as they are trying to figure out how to make change from this obscenely <laughs> large bill. Like, can we even accept 20s here? It's not an even number, so they're like going through piles and piles of coins to try to break change. <laughs> Lordy. What if we, uh, by chance, open a line of credit? Our line of credit is Daphne. <laughs> I know, but I'm just thinking to myself, like, I don't know if they want to go through all of that and they just say, like, oh, yeah, you can come back anytime you want. And oh, yeah, to make, make up, up the difference. The ex- <laughs> excesses. Yeah, I suppose that'll work. Um, <laughs> if you want to do a credit, I'm just going to say that passes because <laughs> my credit rating is 99. <laughs> yeah, if you roll anything other than 100, you're fine. Uh, I roll 57. We're good. So that all happens. That all gets squared away, and as you pile into the mystery machine, you make your way to the Scooby Snack Factory. On the way, I want to give a little uh, trivia. Fred's like reading out of a Coolsville, Ohio tourist pamphlet, even though we've lived here. (laughs) And he's like, did you know that this is the first time Scooby Snack stopped being produced since 1945, when the factory was briefly converted to arms manufacturing (laughs) to send weapons to the UK? Wow. <laughs> wow, Fred, no, I didn't know that. Wow, golly. <laughs> Is Fred reading this while he's driving? Oh, yes, at knees on the steering wheel. Oh, God. <laughs> Daphne in the passenger seat, hands on the wheel as well, helping you keep it straight. All right, roll your drive auto stat. Ooh, it's got to be pretty good, right? Oh, oh. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> We all die. What is it? I would like to push it. No! (laughs) Okay, so you are pushing your failed roll, so this is going double or nothing. So give me just a brief justification of how you adjust to try to get control of the mystery machine as it starts to veer wildly off course. You will roll again. If you fail, you will have a harsher penalty. We will have a harsher penalty. But if you succeed, it'll be as though nothing happened. I, I scoot so that it's like legs up feet on the <laughs> steering wheel. Grabs it with his toes. <laughs> Leaning deeper into the chair. <laughs> oh, thank God. Oh, God. Another 19. And my like half thing is a 30. All right. So that is an that is a hard success. Woo. <laughs> so this has happened enough times. That this is a learned maneuver. I'm just holding on to Shaggy for dear life in the back. <laughs> I look over to Sco- Scoob. Is like, hey, Scoob, like, maybe we should go have some wizard time, man. Right? <laughs> just like teeth chattering. So you drive your way up to the Scooby Snacks production factory at Snacks Corp. You make your way inside, and it's laid out sort of like the Ace Chemical Factory in Batman. <laughs> where there are these big vats that have been recently emptied out where they would store the different ingredients and the formulas in order to make the perfect 
mm-hmm. snack food, the perfect mm-hmm. dog treat that humans can enjoy uh-huh. too. They don't market it that way, but <laughs> but we know. But we We're all, all about know. human quality grade dog food here. Only the best. And as you make your way inside, this more rotund woman strides her way over to you and as she's flustered with everything else that's going around, she leads you over towards the catwalks as Constance McSnack, the CEO of Snacks Corp, strides in and she says, Oh, Scooby-Doo, how good it is to see you. I wish it were under better circumstances, but I just know that you'll be able to get to the bottom of this. Here, let me take you right to the center of everything. And of course, once things calm down and we can get our production back up, you will, of course, be handsomely rewarded with some of your favorite treats. <laughs> yeah, that's all Scooby needs to hear. And he's like, we're going to roll the wrist tree. Ah, and Norville, it's good to see you too. As she goes over to shake Shaggy's hand and then she whispers menacingly in his ear, we're going to need to talk about renegotiating both of your contracts. But it's so good to see you. Mm-hmm. Like Constance, man, it's good to see you too. We got to get production back up because man, we're starving. Mm-hmm. And I also lean at her ear as well. I was like, the only reason you're staying in business is because we are giving you some of the best <laughs> PR for Scooby Snacks. So you owe us everything. <laughs> yes! Yes! Wow. Yes, oh, oh, that was such a good twist. <laughs> Roll Intimidate with a bonus dice. So advantage and disadvantage in the Call of Cthulhu system isn't really a thing, but it sort of is. So bonus die and penalty die are basically your advantage and disadvantage. So what you're going to do, you're going to roll a d100. I'm looking at my intimidation set. It's a fucking 15. Shoot. You're going to roll a d100, and because that was good, you get a bonus dice. Uh So you get to re-roll the 10s. And you get to take okay. whichever one is better. So it's similar to right. to advantage, except bonus dice and penalty dice can keep stacking. So if you get, you know, I'll say for this, because that was so good, you get two bonus dice. So you get to roll oh. three times and take the best of the three. Why did I decide to do that? I just thought <laughs> it was going to be funny. All right. What do we got? Two 70s and a 20 turning into a 24, but my stat is a 15. If you want to use up a little bit of luck, you can turn that into a success. Uh, what's my luck right now? 45? I'd say burn. You know what? Yeah, risk it for the biscuit. Yeah. What was that? That was a 25, you said? 24. 24. So reduce your luck by nine. All right. What is 45 minus nine? That should be 36. Okay, yeah, it totally is. I can't math right now. So to explain what just happened there, in the Call of Cthulhu system, if you fail a roll, you can burn away points from your luck stat in order to succeed it. So he was nine points over success, so he lowered his luck stat by nine points in order to push the roll below the success threshold. So Constance looks back at you a little impressed and says... Well, little Norbert has done... <laughs> Not Norbert. <laughs> Sorry. Little Norville has been doing some growing up recently. I can respect that. I appreciate it, man, but please call me Shaggy. Norbert's my dad's name. Understood, Mr. Shaggy. Thank you. So she then leads you up the catwalks around the vats to a vault. 
and you are still up on the catwalks. Things are, there is sign of a scuffle here. There's a little bit of blood. There is also a little bit of a slimy residue and the vault is cracked open. Would I be able to look at this a little bit more to gain any any more hidden knowledge? I don't I don't know what to say or how to go about doing that. Of course, we know where we're going, so I'm just trying to piece uh, two and two together. Go ahead and roll intelligence. Okay. As he's doing that, can I whisper something mm-hmm. to Scooby and only Scooby? Sure. I mean, we're all going to hear it. Yeah, there's a precedent <laughs> set. <laughs> I lean over Scooby. He's like, she tried to redo our contracts for our Scooby Snacks. Thankfully, she got the message. Otherwise, I have to use at least 1.1% of my power to get our contracts the way they're supposed to be. Good. Rob Raggy. All right, I guess check that off the list. (laughs) I got a 44 out of 90. So that is a hard success. So with your 44, what you notice as you're taking a look around the slimy residue that is in and around the vault and along the railings and all of that looks very intentionally placed there. It doesn't seem like something that is naturally occurring. The way that everything else is spread around, it's a bit haphazard and random. It looks a little bit too organized and intentional for your liking. And as you peek inside the vault, you don't see any traces of that slime, but you do see a powder and a gravel that is kind of dusted around in small clusters. And within the vault, it is mostly emptied out. All of the documentation is gone, but there is one box that is left over that has a different design than you're used to seeing. You're used to seeing a bright green box of Scooby Snacks with a CKS. This one is a white box of Scooby Snacks with an AX. Like, what is this, man? Why'd you misspell Scooby Snacks? Hey, uh, gang, it seems to me that this, um, slime here may or may not be, uh, based off of the scuffle, as per se. And Shaggy, uh, I don't know if there's anything you could do to prove that that might be Scooby Snacks, but I might be slightly skeptical about that. Can we give it a little taste test? A little um num num num? Or a stiff? I don't know. As you give it a sniff, you're getting a different scent than you normally do out of Scooby Snacks. And you see on the box that it does boast a bold vanilla flavor that, quote, tastes like a grand discovery. And from your own recollection, typical Scooby Snacks tend to come in a flavor of caramel butterscotch Mm. and have no such byline. Ruck. Rinrilla. (laughs) (laughs) It's so hard. (laughs) I know you said yuck, but... What you heard is what you heard. (laughs) (laughs) The intent is all that matters. (laughs) So do either of you eat an original recipe Scooby snack. I take the tiniest, actually, no, this is Shaggy we're talking about. I just like take the box and I just like pour it down my throat like uh, I'm drinking something. (laughs) Is there any way I could stop him with the flying dinkly? (laughs) (laughs) Please describe the flying dinkly. (laughs) So Velma sees Shaggy about to go do this and she already knows she gave him a warning. So she 
goes up behind him, grabs him under his arm, and proceeds to lift. I told you not to try any of them damn snacks right now, <laughs> damn it. And just chucks him. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do for this. As, um, as Velma channels her inner wrestler <laughs> and goes to pin down Shaggy, I want you two to both roll opposed. Shaggy, your fighting brawl stat, and Velma, your wrestling stat. Oh, God. I mean, it's not the greatest, but... Oh, I'm screwed. That's I only have a 25. What am I going to Velma's wrestling's get? only a 26. Okay, well, I got a 34, so I'm pretty sure I failed. Uh, I just got a... I think it was 25? Ooh, 26. Okay, cool. So, Velma, you are able to successfully stop him from downing the entire box. Well, gosh, Constance... This place has really got the team riled up. What happened here? The gravel and dust powder poofs up as Shaggy hits the ground. She sneezes for a second and kind of rubs her temples a little bit and then says, Well, um, I I haven't personally reviewed the security footage, but uh, w- one of my security guards did go over it, and it seems as though a, a strange amphibian-like creature broke its way in there was a bit of a skirmish here one of our one of our security guards did go down we we haven't seen him since the scuffle but uh, but one of our one of our less reputable security guards by i'm i think you know him he, he goes by the name of red herring i know him <laughs> yeah we remember red as Velma like tackles me i'm like so like damn So as he's pinned down to the ground, about four original recipe Scooby snacks with an X spill out of the box and onto the floor. Do we see any reaction? Yeah, what do they look like? Do they look different? I mean, I know they smell like vanilla, but... Do they melt through the floor itself? (laughs) Yeah, that's that's kind of... Or do they have like a glow about them? Yeah, the old cel-shaded 60s little glow aura. At this time, they are not glowing, but what you do notice as they spill out is they are coated in a powder that looks fairly similar to the dust and gravel that is spread out throughout this vault. Mm, Sus. Um, did, question, did Fred have any reaction to hearing the name drop of Red Herring? He started to. Yeah, so I'm gonna, like, the legs go together like the still... 60s frames and he's gonna cross his arms and then the camera zooms into his face and he does the like hmm head turn but then that's all (laughs) fred and daphne both of you roll spot hidden oh i did so well last time let's go (laughs) would velma have like a forensics kit or something Hmm. or is that like possibly in the van or something interesting i would be willing to it makes logical sense that you would have that. So okay. I'm just trying to see what stat that would best apply to. Like medicine or... Let's go ahead and say that you have a forensics kit. Let's give you the average stat for that, which should be 40. Okay. What I wanted to try and do is basically, of course, not touch them, but use the tweezers to pick up one of the Scooby snacks and drop it in one of the vials and then... Try and pour in, trying to remember the the fluid that you throw in there to see if there's like a general reaction. Okay, here we go. Forget what I said. Roll a cult. Oh. Oh, okay. Spooky, spooky. 
But while you're rolling that, I got a 21 on the die and a 30 on the stat, baby. Heck yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Fred, as you indignantly turn your head to the side, you see along the catwalk, there are a few clusters of this gravel-like material and a little bit of that slime that are sticking together vaguely like footprints that make their way past a supply closet and then give out. Golly. I'm going to check out that supply <laughs> closet, gang. And I do. <laughs> All right. For my roll, and I got a 87 out of a 30 that I needed. So that's no. Ouch. So what you see before you is a very soggy dog treat. Mm. And Fred, as you throw open the door to the supply closet, flies burst out of it, and you see a mangled corpse in a security guard uniform that is stuffed in the corner. The bones are broken. The limbs are mangled. It is bloody. It is unrecognizable. But you do see the name tag on the security uniform, and through bloodstains, you see the name Red Herring. (laughs) Make a sanity check. Oh no, why is that so low? (laughs) (laughs) It is determined at random. It's also why your luck is so high. It's determined at random. Oh my God. Sanity is 30, I rolled an eight. Woo! Wow, that's really good. So you will take one sanity loss. Neat. <laughs> well, gosh, Constance, it doesn't look like OSHA's going to like your factory very much. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing that, she panics and then calls for the other security guards to rush in and pushes all of you out. She gathers you together and pushes you out the door as she is panicking and says... I'm so sorry about this. I really hope that you got everything you needed, but this is quite the emergency that we need to get to the bottom of. So we are, I'm sorry, but we are done here. Thank you, and I hope that you uncover more information while we deal with this. I see this, and I just yell, Zorks! Like, he's dead, man! <laughs> uh, Shaggy, make a sanity roll. No! Oh, shit! That's why I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm a 40? Oh, no! Oh, damn, guys! <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! 55! Oh no! Alright, so you will take. You will take three sanity loss. Okay. So lower that stat by three. And if at any point collectively throughout the game you lose eight or more sanity, you will be indefinitely insane. Wow. Yikes. Guys, we got to use my dumb dog brain to look at stuff because I've got a sanity of 90. Holy shit. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) My dumb, dumb dog brain can't comprehend the horrors I'm looking at. (laughs) Um, But so we were not able to look at the security cam footage, huh? You were not able to look at the security cam footage. (sighs) Which may be for the best considering many of our sanity stats. Yeah, and considering what probably happened... Can I try to talk to Constance to maybe let us have one more minute to look at the security footage? Or is she gone, gone? Go ahead and roll charm. That's what I was hoping (laughs) for. As she's just like shoving us out the door. Powdering my nose a little (laughs) bit more. My charm is 60 and I rolled 32. I was two points off of a hard success. It's not a hard success, but you are able to stick around for another minute. I kind of like go up to Constance like, you know, 
Oh, Constance, we really just, we're just trying to do our best to help you. And we understand this is an emergency. Poor Red over there. Um, can we at least have a moment to look at the footage, please? Maybe? <laughs> Bat's eyelashes. This keeps going higher and higher. Bat's eyelashes at Constance. <laughs> Nose is caked with powder. Exactly. <laughs> Constance starts to say no in her panic, and then one of the security guards, looking pale-faced, runs out of her office and says, Um, Miss McSnack, we've got a phone call from the you-know-who. And all of the color drains out of her. She looks at you and says, All right, take the time that you need. Um... I know that I wanted to grab a sample of that slime. Uh, I will say you were able to. Okay. Other than that, I mean, I was just going to follow along to the security cameras to see what is there. Yeah, let's see it. Essentially, what you see unfolding. You see the cameras are trained on where this vault is, and you see a couple of teenagers, Stacy Tires and Tyler Stately, mm-hmm. sneaking their way in and looking and giggling to themselves as they've made it inside the factory, making their way through the vats, taking some samples, eating some stuff, daring each other to eat little bits of the dog food. And a security guard runs in, points a finger at them, and you notice the big bushy red hair of red herring and the two of them panic and start to run, and they get just out of range of the security camera, and then back up as this shrouded, shadowy, humanoid, amphibian-like figure marches towards them, and it's dragging its hands along the railing and leaving that slime behind. And the kids turn around and run back towards Red Herring, who is shocked and lets the two of them pass as he hesitantly reaches for the nightstick, takes a few steps forward. The monster roars. He runs the other way. The monster thunders after him and the footage cuts out. Generally speaking, since I originally looked at the scene, would I have been able to gather that that happened roughly around the same time, or is there a major time gap? As far as you can tell, this is accurate to the time that the incident took place. Okay. Golly, gang, that looks kind of like the ghost of Captain Cutler. Good pull. Not dissimilar. That's my contribution, (laughs) (laughs) team. Well, we seem to know who we're looking for, but I don't know. The, The monster seems a bit too theatric, maybe? I don't think we're going to find much else here. Let's keep all this in mind, but maybe we should go and talk with one of the other two. What if first we set up a trap? Fred, 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 I know you like your traps. Fred kind of puts her hands on his shoulder. Fred, we don't know what kind of trap yet. Like a mouse trap, but bigger. <laughs> Fred, Fred kind of like strokes his cheek awkwardly. Why don't we do more investigating? Then we can do the trap. We'll let you set up the trap. You can set your trap. I won't tell you you can't do a trap. I want to trap the monster. Oh my gosh. Yes, you're going to trap the monster. Fred, you can't trap the monster just yet. We don't know the monster to trap. We don't know where the monster is. Like, I agree with Daphne here, man. We need more information. And also, I need some food after seeing that body. It sounds like the malt shop it is. Yes, monster! Let's go, team. All right, so you all make your way 
to the malt shop. And as you're pulling up to the familiar hangout spot that you all frequented and most especially Scooby and Shaggy frequented, mm -hmm. you pull up to the big old sign that says, O'Greasy's Malts. Yeah, I imagine Shaggy and I just like run in place and then pew, right into the shop. Exactly. <laughs> Throwing open the doors, you see that it's a relatively busy day. You're somewhere in between the lunch and dinner rush, and it's a little unseasonably packed for this time of day. Mm. But still, as you thunder your way in, you see a big old round head that is bald, but covered up by a chef's hat, poking out through the window in the middle as he's flipping like three burgers at once, running around the kitchen and says, Hey, if it isn't my favorite customers, welcome back, Scoob. Welcome back, Shag. Take a seat. Reddish run of everything. I have no idea what you said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one of everything. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so glad we have a translator. <laughs> you know, Charlie gets me. Yeah. <laughs> Just what I was expecting, boys. I actually already had half of everything prepared. So give me just a few minutes and I'll get you the whole menu. <laughs> oh, sounds great, man. You always know how to do food justice. <laughs> Golly, make it two. Red herring is dead now. <laughs> Would you shut up, Fred? I'm trying to enjoy my meal here. And as he's got like four burger patties in midair, and he's running around the kitchen. He hears you say that, stops, dead in his tracks, puts down his spatulas, the burger patties flop down onto the grill, and he says, I'm, I'm sorry, what did you say? Did you say red herring is dead? Gosh, yeah, I did. <laughs> and the whole diner turns and looks at you. There's a jukebox in the corner that a couple of kids are dancing to that are like doing the monkey, doing that one Batman scuba dance to <laughs> that stop the music screeches to a halt and all eyes are on all of you. Fred, that was, thank you for making that announcement. Could you have done it more quietly? Like maybe you could have said it after we Honestly, Fred, tact. And some of the kids are looking pretty shaken. They take their seats again. And one of them saying, man, I sat behind the guy in math class. It's wow. It really goes to show our own mortality. God. <laughs> oh, good. We're getting deep in existential already. There's a few of the other patrons are kind of going back to what they were doing before. Oh, greasy, a little shaken, picks up his spatulas and goes back to very slowly making the food. Man, I knew that kid. He came in here every other Thursday. Wow. Just goes to show how precious and fragile life is. I didn't realize Red was so young. Red was our age. Yeah. Oh. I thought he was older. Mm -mm. <laughs> no, Red is from um, something Scooby-Doo. He was the bully dude. Oh, my God. I remember him now. <laughs> Red herring. Oh, my Red God. Red herring. Okay. There's a couple of other older patrons that are sitting there, and one of them says, eh, he was a bit of a menace anyway, and gets smacked by the people he's going, show some respect, a kid just died. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And there's one lone silhouette that is sitting in the back corner that is heavily shadowed, that doesn't seem to react, but that reaches out towards a radio set and turns it on. 
and a little bit of music comes back in and everyone starts to more or less get back into the rhythm they were in before. And then Stacy, a blonde-haired waitress in roller skates, skates her way over to you and offers to take you to your seats and just kind of whispers, you know, the whole red herring thing was really tragic, but uh, but he was kind of a jerk. And then takes you all to your seats. Stacy, I honestly thought better of you. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sorry. I've just had a really stressful week. And we just got back from the factory where the boy died. Well, can I uh, can, can I take your order or or are you just going to sit here and chastise me? <laughs> um, I'm going to reach out and try to charm again. I'm going to like put my hand on hers. We'll have some milkshakes. And when you get a chance, we'd like to have a few words with you about what's happened. If you have a chance, if you're feeling up for it. Okay, roll charm. Ooh, 71. I'm going to use my luck to turn that down to 60. Okay. Because I feel like getting information is incredibly important. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So reduce your luck by 11. So I'm down to 39. Oof. And she says, okay, well, I know a little bit, but I don't know all that much. I'll get you your malts and then, and then I'll tell you what I know. We appreciate it. She skates away to the back to put in for the malts. And everybody go ahead and roll your listen stat while she does this. Before she skated away, I was like, yeah, can we get like five chocolate, three vanilla, two strawberry and uh, four swirls, please. Now, when you say swirls, do you mean a swirl of all three flavors or a combination of two of the three? Combination of chocolate, vanilla. Understood. Thank you. Well, will everyone else be raving? I was... Literally gonna make the same joke. <laughs> so this is like my game, I guess. I rolled a two. What? <laughs> Damn, your low rolls. <laughs> We're just oh. waiting for this. I rolled a seventy-eight. I don't hear I shit. I rolled a ninety-nine. Whoa, Ben. Yeah, I rolled a sixty-one. I got a fifty-six out of seventy-two. I am Shaggy. The second those balls show up, <laughs> I don't ah. care. I am slurping and drinking away. <laughs> Head empty, except it's full of malt. So Velma got a success, and I'm assuming, Fred, was that a hard success or an extreme success? Extreme. (laughs) So, Velma, what you overhear as she makes her way to the back and starts preparing the malts, she is putting herself together, and you overhear a little bit of her rehearsing what she is going to tell you before she comes around to make her way over. Fred, you hear the same thing, but you also here from the radio off in the back corner. It's largely drowned out by the jukebox that has been turned back on, but this personal radio switches over from its programming to a commercial for Sammy Surprise. Mm. And you hear a brand new retro flavor of Sammy Surprise will be hitting the grocery stores within two days. Well, gosh, gang. Uh, those Scooby snacks, uh, don't look like they're going to be built anytime soon or the, or the, the factory's not gonna, man, thinking's hard. <laughs> that factory doesn't look like it's going to be up and running anytime soon. <laughs> and yet, uh, and yet they're talking about the, a new snack coming out in two days. How is that going to happen? <laughs> It ends with the same tagline. Sammy Surprise by Davis Delights. You can't have just one. You can't have just one. It tastes the way an epiphany feels. It tastes the way an epiphany feels. Well, golly gang, who the hell is Davis Delights? I'm about to say, is that a name that we've heard? 
Would that be a name we're familiar with? Yeah, can we roll? Is there like a history or? The only exposure you would have seen to that was back at the grocery store, you were told that that was what was going to be filling the dog treats aisle in place of Scooby Snacks. Right. I just feel like, gang, when a sudden new capitalist gets mentioned, it tends to be <laughs> pretty obvious who our enemy is. Uh-huh. That's right. Fred, honestly, I don't know where you get these ideas. Quiet. I'm trying to listen to what Stacy is going to be lying to us about. <laughs> Gosh, sorry, gang. <laughs> I'll just put that lead right in my back pocket. Gosh, sorry, gang. This is the 1960s. We still trust capitalism blindly. <laughs> Excuse you. I have a five million dollars worth of assets available to me. They are damn right. We believe in capitalism. Daphne is capitalism. This shit works. I mean, we've been living off of Daphne for however long right? so absolutely <laughs> <laughs> all right so stacy having pulled herself together skates over towards you and then nods to charlie O'Greasy, who adjusts the lights so a spotlight hits her and she poses <laughs> i'm going to give you a recap of what happened the only way i know how using my thespian training. Oh, Lord. Gosh, I thought you knew words. <laughs> oh, you don't need to do that. Oh, man, did it her show. That's why I love this place. So she begins roller skating in front of you, reenacting the beats of the story that she is telling you. As she says, Tyler and I were walking home. He was helping escort me home after a late night out, studying for the big test. And she does a spin and a flourish. And then... As we were walking past the Snacks Corp factory, we saw a security guard that happened to be walking by on his rounds. And we were from the outside, from behind the gates, as she passes her hands in front of her face, doing like some jazz hands. Through the gate, we saw this guard walking on the outer catwalks, and it looked like he was having a heart attack as she is motioning and pulsing her hands out over her chest. Now, Tyler, who is a trained Eagle Scout and an expert in CPR and first aid, knew that we couldn't just leave him, so we had to go in and help. So we jumped over the gate, and she does a big leap, and then lands on the skates, spins around, and poses and dips. We ran to help the guard. Tyler bravely and valiantly began his CPR and first aid training, and then the guard's skin began to melt off, and his head bulged through, scales bristled up, his eyes popped out of his head, and she starts getting more and more grotesque and gruesome with her movements as she's getting really into it. And there was blood. There was so much blood everywhere. And and it, it was the most horrifying thing either of us had ever seen. His skin just ripped off of his skeleton as this monstrosity, like bursting out of a caterpillar's chrysalis, she erupts. Yes, she. This beautiful, elegant monster. She erupted and left behind the skin of that security guard. And I, I felt so scared I nearly fainted as it reached its arms out towards us and let out a horrifying and began to step towards us. And Tyler bravely picked me up off the ground. We ran out of there and leaped over the fence. And as we turned around and looked back, there was a glow 
from under the doors, coming from inside the building. And the last thing we saw was this monster ripping the doors off their hinges and shambling inside. And then we ran as fast as we could. Oh, Tyler was so heroic, and I was so scared. And that is seen. <laughs> and she brings her hand down and the lights go back to normal. A couple of people very slowly and unimpressedly clap. Uh, Fred claps enthusiastically. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and then they go right back to eating, as they did before. And then she, still posing and sweating profusely from her performance, says, Now can I get you any refills while I'm here? <laughs> A quick question? The guard that you say this creature beautifully burst out of like a caterpillar from their chrysalis, was that, was that red? Well, gosh, I, I don't know. The whole thing happened in such a daze that I, I don't think I knew who the security guard there was. I, I know red works there as a security guard. It could have been him, but th there was more than one security guard there that night. I've got a question too. Golly, why are you such a fucking liar? <laughs> Fred, I'm trying to get that out of her a little bit nicer. We saw you all on the new, brand new, shiny, fancy videographic cameras, and you were goofing around inside. You weren't outside or saving someone from a heart attack. Gosh. Aptly put, Fred. Stacy, would you like to clarify? Roll whichever stat you feel is relevant with a bonus <laughs> oh. die. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I have I have zero persuasion or intimidation, so I was not trying to get any form oh, of... Oh, no, all of my stats are so terrible. Uh. <laughs> firearms, use firearms. I'll go intimidate, I'll go intimidate. All right, that's a 15% chance, y'all. Pray for me. Pray. Oh, Pray. God. Hashtag bliss. Okay, well, thank God for that bonus die. Oh my god, it's the same value. It was fate. It's a 52, unfortunately. Oh. Uh. So with a 52, that does not succeed. And she is shocked and appalled, and a couple of other people start to look over at the harsh language that you just used, clutching their <laughs> pearls. In this, the year 1969. <laughs> As all the horror was happening... Scooby's jaw just dropped and his mouth full of food is just slowly like falling out onto his plate. <laughs> you just gross, thanks. Shock. Pure shock. <laughs> yeah, it's nasty. So she looks appalled and says, Well, you don't have to believe me, but but that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Fantastic. So we'll be calling the police and you can give them your statement, even though we have you on those videos that say otherwise. With a 52. She's not going to believe you about the video camera footage and says, what are you talking about? It's not like they're a film production studio. They wouldn't just have cameras lying out. Can I use a form of intelligence to explain to her what the video or security cameras are? Yeah, sure. Go ahead and roll intelligence. I like the idea of undermining it. Like, wow, Velma, we've never called the cops before even once. Ever. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> So I did get a 44, but we'll see what happens. Stacy, her eyes kind of glaze over as you give that explanation. And she says, well, I didn't understand about half of that. But <laughs> it's clear to me that I'm not wanted here. So I'll get you some ketchup and then I'll be on my way. And then she skates off and off in the corner, that one shadowy figure with the radio 
begins to chuckle a little bit. We gotta check that guy out. Does he have any food on his table? Is there any reason I would go look at him? Um, Stacy skates by his table and brings over a big ol' hefty burger that gets plopped down right in front of him. My head, like, goes over the booth and, like, over him and vacuum cleaner just... (laughs) Just bun, lettuce, tomato, burger, cheese, bun... That's a terrible way to put together your hamburger, but <laughs> cheese on the bottom of the burger. Cheese on the bottom. That's that's McGreasy's specialty, man. And don't forget the extra grease. The extra grease. But yeah, so my head is currently over this guy. Do I see anything? Do I get any info? Does he care that his burger has been vacuum cleaned by a dog? Yeah. <laughs> he looks over to Stacy and says, "Give me another one of those." And I go, "Yeah." And then he looks at you, and he is still heavily shadowed and wearing a big old wide-brim hat that is covering most of his face. And you recognize that this is an older gentleman, Old Man Smithers. Old Man Smithers! Looks up at you, and he says, I understand that you're looking around the incident of the factories. Uh-huh. You're going to want to stay away from them. Uh-huh. Creature like that reared its head around here once before, after the meteor came down. Radiator? Yeah, everybody here knows about the meteor over at the Coolsville Crater. Ooh. Gee, mister, we're from here. We don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Happened about five years ago. Ooh. Meteor came down and everything's been different since. You want to stay away from there. Something not right's going on. There's these monster people keep popping up. Monsters? The animals are going crazy around there. And the story that that little lady's telling, it's one to be afraid of. <laughs> and he lifts his head up and you can briefly see under the brim of the hat, something's very off with this guy. The texture of his skin, not the color, but the texture of it looks off. His skin looks a bit softer than it should. It's still wrinkled and it's pulling up in weird places and it takes you a minute to realize what is so disconcerting about his appearance and then it dawns on you that his eyes are not in the right place. Uh, like they're kind of cockeyed or is there like one on his forehead and one on his chin? His face in general is drooping and sitting a little bit lower than it should. And he starts to say to you as you ask about the crater, all I know is you want to stay away from those factories and this drivel that they're playing on the radio, do not have more than one. (gasps) Whatever you do. (laughs) And he is interrupted by a high-pitched scream from behind you all. And as you all turn to look, you see Stacy has dropped her tray and is panicking, pointing and clutching her face as coming in through the doors on all fours, there is this dark, shadowy, gelatinous, amphibian-like creature that is the size of two people that is heavily obscured and is thundering in. It begins to stand up on two haunches, and then reaches out a hand towards Stacy. Everybody make a sanity roll. Uh, oh, 
I think we're going to have to take these shakes to go. <laughs> when you hear something go bump in the night, or you swear you're being watched by disembodied eyes, and you're not sure if you can make it out alive, you got to decide to run or fight for your life. A blood curdling howl in the air sends shivers down your spine. Tell me who's there. But sooner or later, you'll find the monster's lair. Is this a crazy dream or a real life nightmare? The Hex Girls will be there And you better dig deep Cause you gotta solve a mystery There's no time to be scared Don't get caught unprepared The Hex Girls will be there And you better dig deep Cause you gotta solve a mystery Oh yeah Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Call of Cthulhu Doo Created, hosted, and edited by myself Danger Dan Jers With artwork by Jordan Nelson our cast for this special was Ben Magnet as Shaggy Rogers, Jordan Nelson as Scooby-Doo, Aaron Coffold as Fred Jones, Grayson Norman as Velma Dinkley, and Daniel Cruz as Daphne Blake. Our theme song and outro was Fight For Your Life, created and performed by Nicole Carino as The Hex Girls. Listen to more episodes of Call of Cthulhu Doo only on patreon.com slash dndarkpodcast. I like that a uh, Fred turned into a psychopath when I rolled really well on that sanity check. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. I was about to say, oh man, your phantom is well, showing. I couldn't help it. <laughs> he rolled and was like, I'm unfazed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He's just, this isn't He's real. Like, I see this shit all the time. <laughs> I like the idea that you just don't believe it's him. Like, and you're like, no, he's up to some no good nonsense somewhere else. This is a elaborate ruse. A very smelly, rotted, elaborate ruse. <laughs> elaborate ruse. <laughs>